on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 27th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we head over to England for the AFL London Women's Grand Final and we catch up with Lisa Wilson from the Wimbledon Hawks and Kate Grabowski from the Wandsworth Demons. Then it's back to Australia and to Newcastle to catch up with Gary Birkinshaw again to find out what's happening in the Black Diamond AFL Women's Competition. All that coming up on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the 27th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast just one week out from the second AFL Women's Exhibition match for 2015 and of course a special shout out to Matt and Katie the founders of girlsplayfooty.com thanks very much to them for hosting this podcast on their Facebook page and via their Twitter account. You may recall a couple of months ago we talked about how women's footy was going over in London particularly with our interview with Lauren Spark who a Melbourne University Muggers player and played for the Western Bulldogs and the exhibition matches. Uh, she went over to uh, England to do a bit of teaching over there and hooked up with the Wimbledon Hawks. Lauren at the moment is currently holidaying through Europe, so she's missed out on playing finals because this Saturday is the grand final of AFL London and its women's competition. From four teams down to two, the Wimbledon Hawks taking on the Wandsworth Demons. And first of all, I've got on the line from the Wimbledon Hawks, Lisa Wilson. Uh, Lisa, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, first of all, tell us how hard was it to get all the girls together to create the Wimbledon Hawks women's side? Well, it, surprisingly, it's really happened so quickly and it hasn't taken anywhere near as much effort as we've had. The girls have just jumped on it straight away. Uh, last year at the grand final, we actually had an exhibition game and I think we, we managed to pull together about a nine-a-side game and they played um, before some of the men team, men's team came on. And I think that was a great way of promoting it. And then after, off the back of that grand final exhibition game that we did, um, there was a couple of uh, other clubs that sort of came out of the woodwork and had some girls that were really keen to set up teams. So starting about October, November last year, we've been getting together with these four clubs, so the Wandsworth Demons, who we'll be playing against, the North London Lions and the South East London Giants. And every month we've been getting together preparing for before this league starting. And then suddenly come April we had the pre-season cup and it was just went from there. Each team managed to field at least about 14, 15 girls. And then moving forward every week, um, no teams have had to forfeit. And uh, I know for a fact ourselves, we've been fielding nearly 20 girls every week and have had 40 girls that have hit the pitch in total. And it's been sensational starts here. And a little bit of luck fell into your lap uh, early on where you managed to uh, pick up a, a former Western Bulldogs player in Lauren Spark. Yeah, so that was a that was lucky for us. Um, so right at the start of the season, we got an email sent uh, over to us from from Lauren. I picked that email up and uh, sent her a message back asking if she'd ever played before, not realising she was one of the uh, best players over in Australia. She was a great, great. She's been a great credit to the team, a great friend of mine as well. And having that experience has really helped our girls out because when they see someone playing at the same level that a lot of our boys were you know they really looked up for that and they realized that this sport is just as much for girls as it is for guys and how much of a difference does that make having someone that's along Lauren's standard also at training and be able to coach and uh, and and show a few tips and tricks well as, as well as having Lauren we've also had our captain uh, Joe. she she comes from an experienced background as well she's also played for a team in Melbourne and 
having these first two girls came come along was great because the girls that were pushing for it at the start of the year, uh, myself, another girl called Liv, another French girl, uh, we weren't anywhere near as experienced as these two girls. So come training sessions, it was quite difficult. So having Joe and Lauren come along, straight away they were taking drills, they were giving advice, you know, they were, they were sitting us down and, and explaining the rules to us because a lot of us girls coming from England or other European countries don't know the rules and haven't grown up with the sport. So it's been crucial, really, and their advice and their guidance is really what's got us to to the grand final. Because when you look at our players, at the weekend, we've got probably eight or nine non-Australians playing, and then about the equivalent Australians playing. And out of all of those girls, we only really have two or three that have actually played the sport before the start of the season. I was interested to see a photo online of you had one player also uh, make a guest appearance for one match in Phoebe McWilliams uh, from the St Kilda Sharks (laughs) is there as well. And an interesting uh, post-match recovery with the Fosters in hand. Oh, yeah, that's well, you know, we've we've, we've picked up the uh, habits of the Australians and (laughs) after every game we make sure that we throw a throw a can of beer into everyone's hands. Um, But, yeah, having Phoebe there was great. I mean, for her also, it was a great opportunity for her to see a different side of London and get involved with some people who actually live here. I mean, I think she really enjoyed herself. She stayed afterwards for all the post-match drinking, watching the boys' games and enjoying the whole thing that comes with football, not just playing. And I'm interested to know as well, for yourself, Lisa, and as you mentioned, you had a French girl as well in your team. What attracted you initially to Australian rules football? How did it originally catch your eye? Uh, So I was in Australia doing a semester in uh, Brisbane, and I went down to Melbourne to visit a a friend who's actually from um, up north in the UK, and he had picked up the sport when working at a walkabout up in, in Durham, and he loved the sport so much that he moved over to Melbourne to play. So I went to watch him play a game and he took me for a kick afterwards. Uh, then when I moved back to uh, London, I just wanted to try a new sport. As I've, I've done lots of sports before, I've played uh, netball, hockey, frisbee. And so I emailed AFL England and asked if there was any clubs in London that were taking on girls. It just so happened that the Wimbledon Hawks were the only one that had any girls there. Uh, there was one girl and um, it was the closest club to me. So I went down and most of last year I would be the only girl sometimes at training or there'd be up to three, four and the guys just completely took us in. So really the reason why it stuck with me is because the guys in our club have just been so supportive. The whole atmosphere that they make, they're so encouraging. We train most of the time with the guys and that's really what's brought us up as well because we we play to to their standard and they understand you know that we are all improving that we're new and they're extremely supportive so it's really it's the the whole atmosphere of the club that and the the sport that's drawn me to it and everything that comes with it now before we talk about your opponent uh, Wandsworth in the grand finals other couple of London sides that uh, did miss out on the finals there were some one-sided scores during the year but have you found the development of those other teams competing in the competition were they starting to get closer and, and starting to be more evenly contested near the end of the yeah definitely so at the pre-season um there was it was actually quite quite even because there were a lot of teams that were were new to the sport and after that pre-season cup as it started to catch on um more the teams started to grow and grow and the Wimbledon Hawks and the Wandsworth Demons we have a slight advantage as we play on Clapham Common which is a, a very busy area for Australians and so we've brought them in uh, the, the South East London Giants actually have quite a strong Gaelic football base. 
and that's where they get a lot of their their players from. And and the North London Lions being being up in the north on the on their own have the advantage of not having many other teams around, but also there's less sort of Australians around that area. Um, I think that's that's why we've been a bit luckier because we've we've had the the base down in Clapham and yeah there have been some uneven games but the girls have always been really supportive um, I've played for the Lions at one point and uh, I know that the other teams have helped the others out when they've needed some players for that bit of support and I think that was always going to happen with the first year. Um, it was always going to be a case that we weren't sure how we were going to be for numbers. We knew we needed to, to help each other out. And it'll be the same next year where we're introducing a, a fifth team. Um, Reading are going to be moving in and we, we know that they're going to need as much support to, to build up their base. Um, so the, the girls are always really supportive. There's not been any bad feelings, even when we've had these these, these bigger wins. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a great atmosphere, and we're all helping each other to grow the sport as one rather than just as individual teams. And it's great to hear that fifth side being entered into the competition. As you, as you make note, at uh, both uh, yourself and Wandsworth coming out of Clapham, I believe you use the same area to train. Um, has there almost been a bit of friendly rivalry on training night? You see a lost player wondering which club to go to, and you're each trying to pitch <laughs> yourselves to get that player. <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a slight advantage as they actually have posts on the field as well, whereas we we stick more to a, a corner, um, and. Yeah, the, the rivalry really comes from the men's teams because the men's teams have been around for ages and there's always been a bit of animosity that they, they play on the same field. And there is those rumours of absolutely awesome players that were meant to come and play for the Hawks but walked past the Demons first and, and vice versa. And we have had a couple of girls that have uh, walked past and so and come and played for us and I'm sure that's also happened for the Demons. But regardless, I think you, you only stick with a team if the team works for you. And the girls that have walked past, they've, they've come and stayed because they've enjoyed it. And, you know, you won't stay with a club if you, you don't enjoy it. So I think we are slightly different from the Demons in terms of our, our men's teams are completely different, which brings a bit of a different club environment. Um, so we provide different sort of experiences and the girls will choose the club that suits them the most. And with the Wandsworth Demons, your uh, rivals for the grand final, who's some of the players in the back of your mind do you think that you've got to try and stop come this Saturday? Well, the the, the Demons have the girl that was picked for uh, uh, best on field for, for the whole season, a, a girl called Jess, and she plays with her sister as well. And the, Jess is extremely speedy. She's very fast across the across the field, and we know that we have to look out look out for her. Uh, and they have a very strong player, Tess, who's actually very involved with the England Vixen. And, um, yeah, they, they're both players to look out for. I'm pretty sure Jess gave me a black eye two weeks ago <laughs> as well. So I'm going to go, you know, looking to get my own back there. <laughs> look out come grand final day. No rules apply. <laughs> for yourself, yeah. Lisa, and your Wimbledon Hawks, who are you hoping is going to step up on the day for the Hawks to make sure you get the flag? Well, we have a, we have a, a forward who last week scored four goals on the pitch, uh, She's a, she's a speedy one. Uh, she's called Izzy. She's very fast. And she's just she's picked the sport up as if she's been playing it for absolutely years. Uh, we've also got some very strong defenders as well. Like, we can never not mention the defenders. Um, we've got Liv and Shanice down in the back. And they're, they're so strong. And they're the ones that you know we rely on to make sure that they're clearing it out and getting it back back up to us. Uh, and in, in in the on the ball as well, we've got a fair few speedy English girls. And we all, we, you know, it, it's great to see the English girls working together and um, not not just relying on the Australians' experience, but what we've picked up so far. So we're, we're great across the board and we just 
we want to work as a team. The way that we're going to win is working as a team, getting those shepherds on, making sure that we're bumping players out of the way. And it's only going to work with a team effort. So that's what we're going for at the weekend. And Lisa, just before we let you go, what's that uh, date and time and location again of the grand final? Just in case there's those Aussies that might be living in London and want to get across. Yeah, definitely. So the games start at half ten, which is the, the men's social. Then after that, they've got the conference. And then which is, what's amazing is they've actually put the ladies in, in third. So we're playing at, at 2 p.m. That's when bounces before the men's premieres. It's down at Mottsburg Park, which is actually the Wimbledon Hawks home ground. So maybe a little advantage there. Um, but if anyone wants to get down, it's easy, easy to get to. There's going to be barbecues, raffles, drinks. It's going to be a fantastic day and there's going to be heaps of people there um, watching the game. And I thank Lisa very much for her time. Now to her opponents, the Wandsworth Demons. They share the same training ground, as you heard, out there at Clapham. And they're keen rivals. We've got on the line Kate Grabowski, who uh, is originally from Australia. Uh, Kate, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Congratulations to making it through to the AFL London Women's Grand Final, the first ever one. Uh, the girls must be very nervous heading into this weekend. Yes, we are. We're all very excited and nervous. Um, only two more sleeps. Let's rewind back to the Wandsworth Demons' uh, first beginning for uh, season 2015, the inaugural season uh, for the women's division at AFL London. Uh, how did the women's side first come about at the Demons? Uh, the Demons, I actually put the team together uh, at the end of last year. I sort of approached the Demons president um, and it, it sort of grew from there. We've, um, we did a lot of pre-season recruiting in January and February and then um, managed to pull a team together and we've been quite strong for the whole season. And it's quite a strong area, isn't it, that you've been recruiting from? Because I believe uh, you and Wimbledon uh, share the same um, training area at Clapham. We do. Yeah, we do. And it's a very Aussie um, and New Zealand area, so tend to um, find lots of people interested in the sport. And for the Wandsworth Demons, have you found the makeup of your side percentages of uh, uh, girls from England and Europe playing uh, versus those from Australia? Uh, we've got majority are from Australia. We've got a couple of English girls and a couple of Irish girls as well. Um, and we've even got an American girl playing who's never even known much about the sport. And for you, Kate, where are you originally from? I'm from Sydney. And uh, for you, did you take up Aussie rules while you were in Sydney or did you first take it up while you yeah. were in London? Yeah, I used to play for Sydney Uni. Um, I played there for about five years. And excellent being able to take that experience across to uh, London with the Wandsworth Demons. Um, how interesting is it being trying to introduce, as you said, the American and some of the English girls and Irish girls to the games and trying to develop their skills and obviously the tactics of the match? It's been quite um, quite easy, actually. I, I think a lot of them have background in sport, um, whether it be rugby or soccer, um, and they've sort of taken it on board really well. Um, and they've all loved it from the get-go, so it's been quite easy to to sort of um, get it into, into it. As the first season got underway, did you find it easy to try and find new recruits? We have. Um, we've got um, about four men's teams. Um, so it's actually quite a big club and we've managed to do quite a lot of social media recruiting um, and recruiting at events. So um, it's been quite, quite good and I know that we've got quite a few girls that haven't been able to get on board this season but are still interested to to get in touch next year. And before we talk about the grand final, obviously you'll be hoping for some of the girls might make the England Vixen side that will be taking part in the uh, European Championships uh, in a couple of months' time. Yes, um, we've got a couple that are going to try out for it. 
um, and I'm sure they'll, they'll get through and I'll hopefully they'll um, be able to represent England. Looking ahead to the uh, grand final this Saturday against the Wimbledon Hawks, obviously you've played your comp- uh, competition a couple of times. Uh, when you look at your opponents, uh, who do you think you've got to stop? Um, we've got a few in the midfield that we need to stop. Um, we're lucky that they don't have their, um, their big rack woman, Lauren Spark, but um, yeah, there's a few guns in the midfield which we know we've got to lock down. Um, and even their full back and their full forward's quite strong, so uh, it's going to be a tough match and we're we're quite big rivals, so it'll be a really great game. And for your side, Kate, who do you think needs to start to make sure you get the Premiership flag? Um, our, our Jed, who's our MVP. Um, so she's MVP of the Women's League this year. Uh, and we've got a couple of others that are wonderful in the midfield. And we thank Kate very much for her time and wish her Wandsworth Demons all the very best as they take on Lisa Wilson's Wimbledon Hawks this Saturday, London time, around about 2pm. It's happening at Motspur Park. If you're listening to this podcast and you're based in London, which is the Sir Joseph Hood Memorial Playing Fields, Marina Avenue, again, not too far away from Motspur Park Station. Uh, Get along there if you can. As far as we know, uh, the games are not being live streamed. But if we do hear any information from AFL London that they are being streamed, video or audio, we'll let you know and make sure we'll tweet that via Girls Play Footy's Twitter account for you. So just keep an eye out for any details if they come to hand. Now let's come back to Australia, into the state of New South Wales and around the Hunter region and Newcastle. You might remember earlier in the year we caught up with Gary Birkinshaw about the formation of the Black Diamond Women's AFL competition. Well, they're getting near the business end. In fact, they've just had their second gala day, which means uh, all the uh, women's sides playing at one particular ground to showcase the league. Uh, it was played at the number one sports oval in Newcastle. In fact, it was live streamed, and that's why I've got Gary Birkinshaw on the line. Uh, Gary, a, a fantastic initiative. All three games, uh, not only a highlights package, but the full replay available online. How did this um, partnership come about with uh, Bar TV for it to happen? Yeah, it's part of the Black Diamond AFL, Peter. We have our Match of the Week filmed live every Saturday, and uh, as part of women's round, we thought it was a good idea to have all the, the three women's matches live streamed. And, and look, the views were, were very good. The, the numbers were, were pretty good. So it was a good opportunity for the women to you know, to be on TV and people to, to see how they play. And uh, um, yeah, so that's pretty well much how it came about. And I correct that that vision also gets streamed into something like 40 pubs around the Newcastle Hunter area. Yeah, and Illawarra as well. So, um, so yeah, it goes out to any to selected pubs and clubs who who are, are members of Bar, subscribe to Bar TV, and they're growing all the time. So, there's, you mentioned around Newcastle, Hunter, Central Coast, some in Sydney, and as I mentioned, also down in the Illawarra. So, they'll, they'll be on display probably at least four times during uh, during the week. That is a fantastic promotion for women's football, and uh, no doubt the the big key game was second versus third, and I guess it proves that uh, the the final series is uh, far from an easy conclusion because Warners Bay uh, knocking off the fancied Newcastle City. Yeah, look, it was a really high standard game and plenty of pressure on, and you had all the, the fans on the edge of their seat. And one thing it did did show, Peter, it was only three goals a, to a piece. It was only a three point margin in the end. Also, so you don't need to have a high scoring game to have an exciting game, and. You know, this game could have went either way right down to the end. And you know, both teams, the physicality was there, as was the skill level. So, look, a high-quality game. Uh, having a look at the top of the table at the moment, it seems like Nelson's running away with it. Nelson basing on top of the table, 11 wins, 1 loss. Yeah, look, they're going really well. And they're a fantastic story for, for how the women's competition has developed in the Black Diamond this year. At the very beginning of the year, the gala day, they would have had probably 11 players attend the gala day. And 
You know, they, they, they were still emerging club, I suppose. Not a lot of numbers, but they're currently running around now with about 25, 26 players. So just another young side, really well coached by Lauren Cooper. So, so they've, they've really improved. But in saying that, though, they've had two really close games with Newcastle City. They've lost one, one, one. There hasn't been a goal difference between them. So whilst they're sitting on top of the moment, Newcastle City is certainly a challenger and Mourners Bay by defeating Newcastle City last week. They're, they're probably the form side at the moment as well. So it's far from a one-horse one race. And what about the uh, clubs down the lower end of the ladder? Has their development been coming along for Maitland and Wyong Lakes? Well, Wyong Lakes, uh, I'll start with them first, is that uh, their numbers have been really good. They've had a few injuries during the year. And, and look, they've only won the two games, but, but they're, they're, a lot of their losses have been by a small margin. They've, they've challenged all all teams earlier in the year and during the year. And you know, just they haven't been able to, probably their, their big problem is they haven't been able to kick enough goals to win games. So they've been highly competitive. Maitland, on the other hand, they were very slow starters in actually informing a women's side. And, and you know, they've got now a registered number. They've got 27 registered players on their books, just having a little bit of trouble on a Saturday, on each Saturday trying to get all those players available. But they showed some pretty good form last week. And yeah, they will certainly be better from, from 2016 onwards. And can Lake Macquarie sitting in fourth upset the apple cart? Um, they have beaten Warners, Warners Bay earlier this year, so they certainly can. They've got a couple of key players out at the moment, so you would just think on what we saw on Saturday, they probably haven't improved as much as probably what Warners Bay has. Uh, with the success of Gala Day, will we see more of it coming into the future? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Women's round, certainly uh, a highlight. It was a, it was a great success, and you know, it'll be a, a regular feature on, um, you know, in our calendar, that's for sure. And also as well, uh, for some of the younger girls, I believe there's a Youth Girls Carnival coming up in October. That's right. At, uh, on the 9th and 10th of October at Bado Bay uh, Sporting Facility on the Central Coast, there's a, uh, a state Youth Girls Cup on. So we've a number of players, uh, and, sorry, the Hunter and Central Coast have got sides in the pathway and also at development squad level. So that's a fantastic opportunity for the, for the girls to, um, to show their wares. And I guess for the uh, better players in the Newcastle area, what do we see as the future for them? Are we, are we hoping for some representative football? Are we even hoping maybe for a Newcastle side some stage in the future playing in the Sydney AFL? Um, probably, I wouldn't imagine that we'd have a Newcastle side playing in the Sydney AFL, Peter, for the simple fact is I believe that our competition can, can get up to a standard where Sydney's at. We're a long way off at the moment, but I believe with the, with the talented young players we have coming through and some of the experienced players we've got there now, the you know, I, I got, I'm quite confident that, that our standard will improve as the year goes on. And 2016, there's certainly uh, plans afoot for us to have a representative game for the women next year. And uh, before I let you go, I don't want to put the mozzer on, but uh, are you certain Nelson Bay will win the flag? Do, do you think Newcastle City could knock them off? Oh, without doubt. I think there's, there's not a, a struck match between Nelson Bay, Warners Bay and Newcastle City. So you know, I'm really looking forward to the final starting in two weeks' time. I'm really looking forward to, to that final. So I think it'll be some really good football play. Dare to predict the best and fairest? Uh, no, look, no, I probably even can't predict that. There's some, some pretty good players out there and I think that'll be pretty close. But one thing, just to mention uh, about Bar TV, our grand final will be streamed live over the internet uh, at 4.15 on the 5th of September. So well worth having a look at. So check it out, 5th of September, Bar TV, look it up on YouTube or just put in there Black Diamond AFL and you'll be able to catch the Women's Grand Final. Yep, certainly will. will be a great game. Gary, thank you very much for joining us on girlsplayfooty.com. We wish you all the very best for the remainder of season 2015. Yeah, good on you, Peter. Really appreciate your support. 
And don't forget again to go to YouTube, search Black Diamond AFL. Uh, look for the women's videos there. They've got the highlights. They've got a couple of full match replays. And, of course, coming up in September, they'll have a live stream of their grand final. So you can see how footy's going in the Newcastle and Hunter area. Time for me to get on out of here. But before I go, a reminder to tune in to girlsplayfooty.com radio this Sunday, 1.30pm, uh, just by going to the girlsplayfooty.com website. Or if you've got tune in on your tablet or mobile phone, just search Girls Play Footy. You'll come across our 24-7 radio station. And every Sunday, 1.30pm, we've got our match of the round. And this week, it's a cracker. The second last round of the VWFL Premier Division, Diamond Creek versus St Kilda Sharks. If Diamond Creek win, they'll lock down second spot in the double chance on the table. If the Sharks win, it's one foot into the finals for them. If the Sharks lose, they will be virtually in an elimination match in the final round with the Eastern Devils with a word of that game going into the finals. That's how close it is in the VWFL Premier Division. So tune in Sunday, 1.30pm for that. Until next week's podcast, it's been a privilege having your company and it's bye for now.